This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome to episode 20 of your favorite podcast, ladies and gentlemen, the Out of Character Podcast. Yes, you heard me right. 20 episodes. 20 episodes of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening as always. We appreciate you for sharing. We appreciate you for being here for 20 episodes people man it has flown by but let me tell y'all it has been so much fun i hope you all have enjoyed the episodes i hope y'all have enjoyed the guests we've had the segments we've had and i hope also you guys have learned a thing or two especially from the guests we have you know i try to bring on people that aren't only just doing great things but that are also inspiring that also can teach us things. People that I learn from every day. And in that breath, ladies and gentlemen, I have to take the time to shout out my boy, my brother, Tyler Kelber. For those of y'all that are listening, I am wearing a very stylish black shirt that was made by my homeboy, Tyler Kelber, for his business called A Cut Above the Rest Academy. And what this business is, it's, it's a school. A school for young barbers and stylists that want to learn more about the craft. My man made this with his bare hands. A business from scratch. And this is a business that's giving back to people. It's teaching people. So I was so ecstatic when he sent me this shirt. Because one is dope, man. It looks great, man. Shout out to my boy Tyler, man. You got skills, man. You are just great at so many different things. I'm so glad I could just talk about you for a second to highlight you, brother. Because you're so impressive. You're somebody that inspires me. But I was so excited when he sent me this shirt. Because it gave me a chance to brag about another one of my amazing friends man so shout out to tyler kelbert shout out to his a cut above the rest academy you can follow them on instagram at a cut above the rest academy man they're dope man they go travel across the country and teach people just about the finer points of just grooming and taking care of yourself man because it's an important business man i can't wait to sit in his chair and get a lineup for my guy you know i got dressed so i can't do too much but i'll definitely get a crispy lineup from him man i cannot wait shout out my guy tyler kelber and thank you brother for this amazing shirt y'all go support and show my guy some love now we got to pivot ladies and gentlemen and we do have to send out love and prayers to the family of now late rapper shock g gregory jacobs was his government name but a lot of people know him as shock g if not better yet known for his persona humpty hump he passed away at the young age of 57 we have no idea what has happened yet it just happened today so i just wanted to take a little bit of time to just shout out him and his family because you know when anybody passes especially somebody that you know made music or made art because art affects people like i love digital underground you know what i'm saying i was all about him because i was a big tupac guy so digital underground was constantly playing it still plays on my playlist so i was very sad to hear about this especially man 57 that's so young that's so young, man. You know, you, you think that you're going to get 80 to 100 years of life a lot of times, especially when you're a young man. You know, you don't really realize that life can be cut short so quickly, man. So I just want to take a moment to just give prayer. So everybody just send love and light to all of Shock G's loved ones. Those are people that knew him. Those are family. Those are also people that were just fans of him because, you know, there's a connection there when it comes to art. So shout out to Shock G. God rest your soul, brother, man. Rest in paradise. And yes, man, shout out to your family as well, man. We're going to do nothing but pray for y'all and send y'all positive energy. But moving forward, ladies and gentlemen, moving forward, you know, we don't want to start on a somber mood. We just want to, you know, give flowers to people when they're due. But ladies and gentlemen, 
ladies and gentlemen on episode 20 yeah i feel like this is going to be a special episode ladies and gentlemen episode 20 right before the episode right before i came in today to record right right before i came into the, the lovely ooc studios to record shout out director lex for being in here making sure everything's running beautifully before i came in here to record my homeboy from the group chat for those of y'all that have been following the out of character podcast i have a homeboy from my group chat that has been trying my 90 day rule ladies and gentlemen the 90 day rule states that you shall not pay for a significant other during the first 90 days of your talking slash courting slash dating period right and he decided to take this on he is a young single brother a young eligible bachelor if you will has a great job has great insurance plays his bills on time i'm sure so this brother is out here trying to find his lady love and he said, you know what, BC? Nothing else has worked. So I'm going to try your 90-day rule. At least that's what he told me he was going to do. It didn't last long at all, ladies and gentlemen. He folded on that 90-day rule almost instantly. And I told y'all the story of how, basically how a young lady fleeced him for a free meal, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and he never heard from her again, right? They were supposed to go on dates. She left him in the dirt, ladies and gentlemen. I assumed that this would be the end. I assumed that this brother, that this young king would be wise enough to never give this ungrateful young hussy a chance again. I assumed as such, ladies and gentlemen. But sometimes when you assume, you can be wrong. And ladies and gentlemen, I was wrong. My homeboy hits me up right before I came in the studio today and says, BC, she came back. BC, she came back. She hit me up. And you know what? We're talking again. We're talking again. And you know what? There actually may be a date number two. And I'm assuming while he's texting me, this is like live texting me. Like this is happening. Like he was so excited. He had to let me know. And he also wanted me to know so I could let that a character family know. He understands. He listens. He is supportive of this. And he's supportive of me telling this tale. Because like I said, we're not here to judge the young king. We are just here to spread a message, to give a little perspective so that maybe if you have decided to use or not use the 90-day rule, you'll have an example to live by that's not just me, ladies and gentlemen. So he is hitting me up. He's very excited. I, I don't know if he's excited, but I'm assuming he is because we're talking about it, right? And supposedly the lady hit him back. And so I was just filled with questions. I was filled with questions because I had to know what happened. How did she managed to override your distaste for her not responding how was she able to jump back into your inbox did she apologize was there an explanation <laughs> fellas we know we never get an explanation we know we never are a lot of the explanation for why these women just disappear in our inboxes for an extended period of time so Surprise, surprise, he did not get an explanation. She just hit him up like she had never gone, disappeared, right? I'm sure she was hungry and looking for food, right? So she came back to him because she knows, oh, he's a free meal. Oh, he's a soup kitchen is what she thinks in her head, right? So she comes back. She comes back and she hits this brother up and she doesn't even give an explanation to why she ghosted him and did not show up to their second so, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm filled with questions because I just want to know what is going on, King? Why would you even respond? And he was honest. He said, you know, I didn't even ask, honestly. I was more just thrown off that she had hit me up. So we just continued casual conversation. Now, let me tell you, this King is a very, very nice guy. Like one of the nicest guys I know. Very, very humble. Very calm. Very, very down to earth. Right. So I can understand why he just kind of let her ride. He didn't want to have the confrontation because it probably would make things awkward. And you know what? 
we're gonna be honest here people in his mind there's food left on the table let's just say that rent is due like my boy deontay smith would say if y'all have not seen his you better ask somebody go check it out it's on our youtube or OCTV. rent was due ladies and gentlemen and what that means is that this man has put time and money into this young lady he has invested quite a lot into this young queen so sometimes when you invest you would like some roi what is roi that is return on investment so by responding to this young lady without even an explanation to why she disappeared, by responding and not pressing her about that explanation, he is trying to guarantee that ROI. Now the window's open again because at first it looked like he was going to have no return on investment at all. Nobody wants to do that. But now it looks like at the very least, maybe he can break it. That's what he was saying in his mind. And that's what he was feeling before he reached out to me. But as his big bro, as somebody that cares a lot about this kid, I couldn't stand it anymore. I could not stand on the sidelines and allow him to be mistreated. So I said, bruh, you better stand up for yourself. Don't let this lady get another free meal from you. She probably been on three dates since you. And now she has come full cycle looking for meal number two from you, King. And I gassed him up, ladies and gentlemen. Let me let you guys know. I gassed him up. I had him feeling good. To the point where he responds and says, you know what? You damn right, BC. You damn right. She got me messed up. Matter of fact, I am about to text her right now and ask, when are you taking me out? That's what he said. That's the posture this young king had. That's the confidence I've been looking for, ladies and gentlemen. That's the confidence and energy my boy should have had from the jump. When are you taking me out, queen? What's up? When are you feeding and nourishing me? Where's my ROI? And I had him gas people like no he because he was asking like yo should I say it hell yeah you should say it is what I told him hell yeah say that shit. Then I just stopped hearing from my friend. Then I don't hear anything else after that right. So I assumed that maybe he tried it. That maybe he tried it and maybe things didn't go the way I painted it. That it was supposed to go right the way that i thought it would go it did not go right so i hit him back up maybe about 30 minutes you know maybe an hour after and said, hey uh so what'd she say he responded now i'm imagining if we was face to face he would have just had his head down wouldn't have been much eye contact in this because there was a lot of shame there's a lot of shameful energy in this response that he gave me and he said you know what by the time I was ready to ask, she had already stopped responding. Mm, mm, mm. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, this king opened his heart, opened his mind to even the possibility of opening up his wallet again for a date number two. Because I'm sure he would have been stuck paying again if they would have won a date number two. He did all of this. Didn't even pressure out for disappearing and playing the ghost move on him. All of that. And he has still yet to hear from this queen. So yet another slap in the face for my group chat buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, as I said before, it brings me no joy to tell these stories. But I share them because maybe there's a young king out there 
That's debating whether he should pay for that meal. Whether he should take Shorty out to that extravagant restaurant. Maybe there is a young king that is contemplating spending his last dollar just to be a gentleman and court a young lady. But maybe he's listening to my words right now. Maybe he is listening to my group chat friend's story. And decides to make the right decision. And hold on to that bread. Hold on to that bread, king. Don't be like my group chat friend. Because when you fold and lay over like that sometimes, gentlemen. You don't even get text back. You don't even get date number twos. You don't even get fed yourself. She at least could have cooked for him. Maybe even baked. That doesn't take long. It's very cheap to do as well. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this brings me no joy. But I am here. I am here to update y'all on this like I promised. And I had no idea what was going to happen when I told you the story from Jump. But here we are. And it does seem as if maybe this saga will continue, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 20. Episode 20 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening and being here for episode 20. Now, I wish on episode 20... I could do nothing but just talk about fun and exciting and silly things like my group chat friend or my son or things like that, right? I wish I could come on here in good faith and just have a silly time with you all, right? Because it's always fun to laugh. It's always fun to joke. But a lot happened this past week. It was very, very heavy this past week for a ton of people. A lot of tears were shed. A lot of celebrating happened. A lot of anger happened as well. There was a lot that happened, especially within the last 48 hours, it seems like. And I'll start off with a a, a positive. I will start off with a positive. Derek Chauvin, the police officer who murdered George Floyd, the one who put his knee on George Floyd's neck and suffocated him for over eight minutes, was convicted of murder. Three charges he was convicted Yes, ladies and gentlemen, justice at last, at least for the moment, right? At least for the moment, we feel that justice was served. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you need a refresher on this case, right, on what happened with George Floyd, which you shouldn't because it's been everywhere. The video went viral. Sadly, we had to see we had to see the murder take place. Right. But there was a video, right? There was a video. and You would think video is enough evidence to make this open and shut case right just make this pretty damn easy we all saw the nastiness that took place right we all saw the look in Chauvin's eyes when he murdered George Floyd right we all heard George Floyd begging and screaming for his mother a grown man begging and screaming for his mother saying he could not breathe we all saw that and you would think this video was enough to make this the easiest decision ever but ladies and gentlemen they were on trial for three weeks Three weeks, they argued back and forth on if this video evidence was enough to convict this murderous police officer. Three weeks. Three weeks. And let me tell you guys some of the things that were argued in defense of Chauvin. Now I get it. These lawyers have a job to do, right? They're getting paid to do a job. But some of the things that it was just nasty. They were blaming it on drugs. They were blaming it on everything. Um, past ailments. They were blaming it on everything under the sun, except 
for what was obvious for everybody to see that a man got murdered by being suffocated we have video people we have video evidence people go to jail for the rest of their lives for a lot less than video evidence but yes ladies and gentlemen it took three weeks three weeks for them to convict this guy and we all knew it we all knew that there was just no way that this guy wouldn't be guilty right that's what we thought but at the same time in the same breath how many other times have we seen these cops get away scot-free get a paid vacation get paid leave get damn near everything but a float in a parade so we weren't completely sure how this was gonna go but let me tell you ladies and gentlemen the three weeks looked very very shaky it looked very very shaky it looked shaky up to the very very end when chauvin's lead attorney gave his closing statements now you know the closing statements in the movies and in the tv shows right those that's the powerful moment right that's the moment where the attorney comes in and shuts down like he says that it's like that mic drop moment right attorneys love it right that's like they moment to just shine and the tvs is on everybody's watching so let's hear what Derek chauvin's lead attorney had to say in his closing statements ladies and gentlemen space aliens flew in inhabited the body of Derek chauvin and caused this death that's fancy beyond the reasonable doubt it is the highest standard in the law doesn't mean beyond all possibility of doubt because i suppose space aliens may have been inhabiting his body but that's obviously fanciful and capricious so this these two standards the presumption of innocence and proof beyond a reasonable doubt work in concert with each other you start with the proposition that Mr. Chauvin is innocent of these charges. The state has to advance substantial evidence to convince you that the only doubts that are remaining are unreasonable doubts. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Derek Chauvin's lead attorney comparing video evidence to the possibility of an alien inhabiting his body and forcing him to do it that's what he's that's how ridiculous he says video evidence is that it's not really certain because we can't prove that an alien didn't come in it so how can we really prove what's the like dude that sounds ridiculous that sounds crazy and for those of y'all that are listening y'all should have seen chauvin's face like he just the defeat in that racist bigot's face oh my gosh it was beautiful oh my gosh it was amazing people it was amazing and it honestly just felt good to see a white man have bad representation for once you know what i'm saying because we feel like we just always get them dumb lawyers that barely know how to talk this lawyer just looked did not look prepared it looked as if he got called the day of and was like hey bro we're gonna need you to talk today i, I don't know what you're gonna say we have nothing prepared for you just wing it just feel it out and the best thing he could come up with is comparing the evidence that they had before them to somebody just coming out and saying oh hey aliens took over his body and forced him to do it bro that is asinine and insane and in that moment oh ladies and gentlemen i knew it was done i knew it was over because 
you can try to defend these racist and hideous murderous acts by these police officers all you want but eventually enough is gonna be enough eventually somebody's gonna have to pay the piper and that is what Derek Chauvin is going to have to do now we have no idea how long his sentence is gonna be that's still like a few weeks away but I think the minimum for each of the three charges is like 12 years a pop right so imagine what this killer is going to have to do in prison now I don't know where he's gonna be I don't know where he's gonna stay I don't know how safe they're gonna be able to keep this guy but I know they are trying to make sure they are very harsh on him because they need to make an example right they need to make an example because too many times do cops get away with murdering innocent people especially black and brown people it happens too many times so excuse the out of all of us all of us being black and brown folks for us not throwing a parade or throwing parties for y'all finally getting it right y'all didn't do nothing special nothing groundbreaking happened y'all took evidence that could not be denied which is a video y'all use that to convict a murderer surprise surprise ladies and gentlemen that is what the judicial system is supposed to do that is their job so why are folks looking at us like oh well y'all finally got a win why aren't y'all more happy why aren't y'all throwing parades why aren't y'all celebrating one blah 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 bro what because we know it's not gonna stop because we fear that this isn't the new standard that this is a one-time occurrence that's how we feel when we see stuff like this what makes you think just because one cop just one face justice that we think any other cop is going to and sadly ladies and gentlemen less than 24 hours less than 24 hours after this verdict was made we lost another child we lost another beautiful black child when we didn't have to kids should not get murdered by anyone especially not police but ladies and gentlemen less than 24 hours after the conviction we lost another one of our beautiful little angels yes ladies and gentlemen 16 year old micaiah bryant was murdered in the street by another punk ass cop named nicholas reardon nicholas reardon has been in the force for maybe two years been on the force for maybe two years and it's called to an incident where a young 16 year old lady is threatening and fighting two other young ladies with a knife she has a knife she's not stabbed anybody she hasn't really done anything she's more just causing a scene and threatening to hurt somebody so the cops get called rightfully so and they come out to see what's going on and body camera footage shows this cop gets out of his car, runs to the scene with his gun already drawn. Remind you, this is 16-year-old girls, baby girls, right? And he comes, gun drawn, weapon drawn, ready for fight, ready for action, ready for action. Why do you even come into the situation like that? Yes, I understand this young girl has a knife, but you are a grown man. Are you really scared of a teenage girl with a knife? There's no training. Aren't you wearing a vest? Aren't you secure and safe? 
Don't you have a taser? Don't you have mace? Why was your gun the first option? Was it because one of your brothers in blue is going to jail and there's nothing you can do about it? Or was it because you could not wait to get a chance to take a black life? Because you feel as if a white life was taken because your police officer friend is going to jail? I don't know. Who am I to speculate that? But let me tell you guys the optics are nasty. And let me also tell you all that there's never an excuse to murder a child. I've said this a bunch of times on this podcast. We have to stop allowing cowards and punks to police us. You're a grown man that's scared of a teenage girl with a knife. She ain't have a sword or a machete. She ain't trained in the mystical arts of knife play. She wasn't throwing daggers left and right and just hurting people. She hadn't hurt anybody yet. She was a young lady in an altercation like a lot of us have been in when we were younger. But now she will never get the chance to learn from her ways. She will never get a chance to see her 18th birthday. She'll never get a chance to go to college. She'll never get a chance to look back on moments like that, like a lot of us do, and just laugh and chalk it up to being young. Her life was taken. Her chance and opportunity to better herself and grow as an individual was taken by this murder. And we see it over and over and over and over. So don't ask us why we aren't happy. Don't ask us why we're not impressed. Because there's a ton of work to be done. Congrats, y'all finally got it right. But let's see this be the new standard. Let's see murderers going to jail for killing innocent unarmed people. The new standard. Because if not, we're never gonna be pleased. We're never gonna stop protesting. We're never gonna stop shoving this black excellence in y'all faces. They ain't never going nowhere. So country, figure it out. Figure it out, but honestly, I can't even ask for that because I know better. What I can ask for is for everybody listening, for all of my out of character family to pray for these families. To pray for the Bryant family because they lost a 16 year old queen troubled maybe but still a 16 year old baby lost her life and will never have a chance to grow up and become a woman or even get a chance to make better decisions ladies and gentlemen i ask you guys to pray for her and her family and for pray for all of our little black and brown babies out there because we never know when it could be our child or our cousin, or our mom, or our dad, or our brother, or our sister, or us. We have no idea, and we have to live with that fear every single day. So pray for yourself, too, and pray for y'all families. Pray for everybody, people. Pray for all of our black and brown kings and queens. Because it does feel like there's a war out there, ladies and gentlemen. And I pray that all of y'all stay safe. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 20. Episode 20 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. Thank you guys for sticking with us if you're still with us. I know it gets dark sometimes. I know it's not fun talking about the same things over and over again. But ladies and gentlemen, if they were to stop happening, we wouldn't have to talk about it, right? But we have to, people. We have to talk about the things that are going on because we have to put the energy into the air that we want things to change. And that's all I'm trying to do, ladies and gentlemen. But we are going to move forward. We are going to move forward with some positivity, ladies and gentlemen, because you all know 
the Out of Character Podcast is all about celebrating black excellence. And in light of celebrating black excellence, I want to bring a familiar face back on to the Out of Character Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you know I like to highlight a black business, a black king or a black queen or just black excellence in general. And ladies and gentlemen, I got to bring back a special friend, a special friend of mine and also a special friend of Out of Character, a family member of Out of Character, if you will, an Out of Character champion. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Deontay Smith, the You Better Ask Somebody champion, the only brother to have his jersey retired in the OOC Studios Raptors. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at it right now. His jersey is hanging up there and flowing in the wind, just like all grace jerseys should. And ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us on episode 20 to bring back our guy because ladies and gentlemen, we have to celebrate his excellence. Now, I don't want to tell you too much before I get him on the line, but I am about to call our guy because once again, my brother has achieved greatness. Yo, yo. Deontay Smith, this is BC from the Out of Character Podcast. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. How are you today? Man, I am doing excellent. I'm so glad you answered, man, because I am calling to celebrate your excellence, brother. We have a part on the podcast where we talk about black businesses, black kings, black queens, black excellence in general, brother, and you represent black excellence to the full, man. So I am calling to congratulate you on your new position, King. Would you like to tell the people what that is? Oh, wow. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is uh, truly amazing. Uh, that's really nice, man. Um, I'm honored. Uh, my new position, I'll be a social media producer with the Undefeated, which is uh, like under the umbrella of the ESPN family. That is beautiful, King, man. Shout out to you. We got the applause going, man. I'm sure everybody listening and watching at home are cheering for you too, brother, man. That is such a dope thing. And for those of y'all that are listening that are not familiar with the Undefeated, they are a branch of ESPN. They're they're, um, a digital branch of ESPN where they really focus on the culture. They focus on the culture, man. They talk about things that really matter with us because sometimes large media outlets do not do that. So our brother Deontay, this king, is going to be making content for the culture, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to be making content for the culture, brother. So shout out to you, man. I can't think of a brother that's more perfect for this role, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, it's funny you say that. When I first heard about the Undefeated being created back in 2016, I said to myself, this is the perfect type of role for someone like myself. Uh, just a small background of me. I'm from PG County, Maryland. A really prestigious black community uh, right next to Washington, D.C., where it used to be Chocolate City. So black people is, is so important to me, uh, but not just like showing black people the love that they deserve, but also showing other people that uh, we're allowed to be regular. Like you don't have to be super amusing three times better all the time. Like. Mm. And we are the culture, essentially. So a lot of the stuff that y'all see on these white networks technically comes from us, but we never got a person to credit. So my job, make sure we do get all that. Then I went to HBCU, got even more blackified <laughs> if I possibly could. And uh, I am just so happy to be somewhere where I can combine my love and knowledge of sports with my love and knowledge of black people. 
Bro, man, and that's why I had, I had to call you, man. The minute you told me about this opportunity, bro, I was so excited for you, man, because I just knew this was perfect for you, man. Just like you said, your background, I feel like, just led you to this point, man. And now this is your moment to do what you've been wanting to do for a long time, man. You've done so many great things for ESPN, XFL, National Geographic. And I mentioned XFL because, bro, much similar to myself, you were in a period where you lost your job, just like a lot of people around the world, man. And almost a year later, actually over a year later, you end up in a position that, dare I say, your dream role, right? Can yeah, you tell us yeah. a little bit about that journey, man? This has been a lot this past year. The first, we talked to you episode one, and you mentioned to us that you know you had to delay your wedding plans. You are engaged to a beautiful queen. You have a beautiful yeah. daughter. So you had a lot of things going on, brother. What was this past year like for you leading up to getting this dream job? Oh, man, that's a great question. So this past year was a mix of highs and lows, but but I'm a very positive thinking person. So not to say that I didn't have my down days because that would be a lie. And that's not human. Like uh, there were some times I was like, dang, like this is crazy. Like, what am I going to do? But because it's just some, for some reason I had this innate, like always look towards the next play. That's like the sports in me. Uh, you know, coaches will always tell you, everyone turns the ball over, everyone fumbles, everyone does this, whatever, whatever. You live for the next play. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of just kept that mentality. I picked up other small jobs, whether it was working part-time at Whole Foods for Amazon a little bit. Um, or like you mentioned, I was working at National Geographic as well. Um, you know, you kind of just, as a man, you got to, when you got mouths to feed, you really don't have time to really hem and haw and cry and try to wait around. You got to make some shape. So that's what I do. I'm on Indeed all day, looking for jobs all day. And then it, uh, a year later, worked out that while I was working for National Geographic, we had a, a joint venture with the undefeated for Black History Month. And that was all you, by the way. Don't just breeze past that. You made like a whole initiative for National Geographic, bro. So we gotta we gotta show you love on that too now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for that. That's a good point. So this was this year was National Geographic's. Unfortunately, with all the the madness going on in the world with George Floyd, um, really, kind of I guess getting white sympathy from a lot of places basically so National geographic decided they were going to do something for black history month and ironically this was the first time ever so this was a big thing at every job that i've been at when it comes to content i pushed for black history stuff so i made sure i was on the black history month team we did put a lot of things together and so we also partnered with undefeated for a documentary on the march on washington because unfortunately, literally 50 years ago, they was marching on Washington with MLK. And 50 years later, that same summer, George Floyd was killed. So a lot of the same things were going on. So they did like a then and now type of documentary, partnered with them. And so while I was working with the Undefeated, it was just like a, it was really refreshing, I'll say, to mm -hmm. kind of do something of that magnitude. Because National Geographic, unfortunately, does not have 
much content for minorities, period. Whether it's African-Americans, uh, Hispanics, uh, Asians, period. So doing something for that I was very passionate about and working with Undefeated, I actually have a very strong history with Undefeated mm -hmm. because while I was at ESPN, long story short, I had done a lot of work for the Undefeated. I came up with a top 10 segment for HBCU schools. We never had nothing like that before. Stuff like that. So I already had like a working history with the Undefeated. So working with them again this year on the Black Hairs of Mom documentary, it kind of just relit kind of the connection that we had already. And just my luck, actually more of like God's time. Mm. Literally, as soon as Black History Month was over, like February 28th, they posted a job. Social media producer. And I'm like, that's it. That's me. Yeah. So as soon as I saw it, I made sure I was on it. Made sure I uh, applied, called, told everyone that I knew would put in a good word for me. I, I did everything I could. I wasn't leaving this one up for chance. And, and let me tell you guys, he told y'all he has been connected to the undefeated throughout what has it been now like maybe what six five years now and yeah, five, years, five, five years right and when he tells y'all this journey these weren't things where like he's like yo i am doing all this because i'm trying to to get a job there blah blah of course that's always the goal is we trying to get more jobs all that this was just part of the journey this was part of the process within this five years there was roles you applied for that maybe didn't work out like I said, you lost the job. Things happened, but you continued to grind. I'm sure you also had applied to plenty of undefeated jobs before because they've had some before and maybe that just didn't work out. But you stayed determined and you stayed patient. I've been talking about patience so much lately, um, a lot lately. I'm actually planning on talking about it at the end of this episode as well because it's just a word that keeps coming up. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, this king is telling y'all, man, this journey, it all led to this point. Like he said, yeah. this was almost like God's timing. Like it was like God's will. So, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, when you hear stories like this, that's why I had to get this guy on the show because, man, how inspirational is that? How inspirational is that to know God is working on us years, years, years ahead of what we can even fathom? Bro, you didn't know this position was going to pop up when it did. You didn't know you'd be in a position to take this position. And look how it worked out, bro, man. So I'm so glad you shared your story with us, bro, because it's just it's so inspirational to me, especially because during this time, while you were going through your shit, you helped me get through mine as well. And I'm sure plenty of other people, too, bro. So, like, man, you deserve all the flowers, bro. We got to give them to our peoples when they're here, man. And, bro, man, I'm so grateful for not only you as a person, but for your story, man, because it inspires me. And I'm sure it inspires so many others, man. And it, it just makes us better knowing that there's people like you out here, man, getting after it, hustling, and also opening up doors for us, bro, man. Shout out to you, G. Man, really appreciate that. You touched on a lot of very real things such as patience and and timing like one thing you're, you was exactly right i definitely applied for a lot of undefeated jobs but honestly looking at when i applied back then i wasn't ready mm. i wasn't as good as i was like today like i know i am probably one of the best qualified candidates for that job and that's why i got the it, right? best the and best had, you're right, you're right. <laughs> amen amen uh like back then when I applied, I wasn't ready. But every, I will say, we talk about patience. Every job that I've been at, I wanted to get better at something specific. 
so that I could be where I am today. Mm. And I think if people just continue to take that type of mentality to wherever they go, because of course you're not always going to get your quote unquote dream job. Some jobs are because you got to pay bills. But if you get better at something at that job that, that can correlate to make you better suited for the job you want, then it's all good. That's a part, like you said, part of the journey. Amen, bro. And that's that's huge, man. People need to hear that kind of stuff, man. And you got you got so much wisdom for us, man. You got so much knowledge for us, man. And just by doing the things you do, just by telling your story, sharing your story with people like me, with people like the out of character family, man, it, it goes a long way, bro. And honestly, man, I cannot wait to have you on the show again to talk more about what you got going on. Because, bro, ain't your first day Monday? Your first day coming up. Birthday coming up, man. Can't wait. <laughs> man, bro, that's so huge, man. Man, shout out to you, bro. And also, people, I have to highlight this as well. He left ESPN because he, he had to go after that bag. He got to chase his, he got to take care of his family. He got to do the right things. Like he said, man, we all have responsibilities. But he left with poise. He left with grace. So they were more than happy to welcome this king back not just because he left on a good note but because of all of the things he did while at this company like he told y'all he focused on just being better getting better and that's all we can do when we are in situations where maybe we were ready for the next step just keep working hard and stay focused man and that's what this king did and that's why man espn man they rolled out the brakes truck for my guy i ain't putting his business out on the street but they made sure you know what i'm saying they took care of this king because his worth it's that high, man. Shout out to you, Deontay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it, bro. I really do. Hey, man, bro. You appreciate it, too, man. Thank you so much, bro. You've, man, you've contributed to Out of Character, man. You've contributed to my life, man. Keeping food on my family's table, bro. I was brought to the XFL because of you, bro. So, like, man, I, I owe you a lot of praise, bro. You know, I can sit and, and say great things about you all night, bro. But I know it's late, man. I know you got things to do in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm super proud of. Hey, bro. Thank you, man. I'm proud of you, too, man. And you know what I'm most proud of? That you are a humble member of Raider Nation. Shout out my guy, Deontay Smith, man. Oh, man, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. My Raider Nation brother. My guy. Hey, man. We're going to have a good season, bro. <laughs> man. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Be blessed. <laughs> I appreciate you for letting that one rock, man. Hey, be good, man. I'm going to holler at you later, my G. All right, man. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Deontay Smith, my brother, my guy, man. As y'all can tell, man, he's made for that role. He's made for that role. You've heard all the things he's interested in, man. And he's always kept in touch and stayed tapped in with what matters most to him. And that is our culture, man. That is helping out black and brown people man let me tell you he lives that life guys he this isn't just a smoke screen this isn't just something to get a job man this is really truly how he lives his life and i'm a testament to that man he helped get me through an ugly time in my life man was constantly sending me jobs if he applied to a job he sent it to me as well like man that's not normal that is not normal in this day and age for a brother to look out for you like that, especially when they're on the job hunt as well, trying to get after it. But he didn't see it like that, man. He just wants everybody to eat and everybody to be successful. And at a time like this, man, in times like this, that's so important, bro. So I had to take time to shout out my guy, man, because he's just, just an excellent human being. And just so naturally, because this, this he's a producer extraordinaire. So naturally, he was able to bring up points that lead to my final point of episode 20 ladies and gentlemen episode 20 
of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening and being a part of 20 episodes. 20 episodes of the Out of Character Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot tell you how great that feels to say. I cannot wait till we're on episode 50, till we're on episode 100. I promise y'all I'm not going anywhere. I promise y'all I'm going to keep doing this. So thank y'all so much for supporting and for rocking with us, man. It means so much. Now, before I let you guys go, we touched on patience, the word patience. We touched on that with Deontay. Didn't even realize that I was going to talk about it, but he just happened to talk about it. It just happened to come up. And that's what seemed to have happened lately with this word patience, man. I talked to, you know, my younger brothers, man, my my, my peoples, my friends, man, even friends that are older than me. And, you know, we have this conversation about life. I've been trying to get better at reaching out to my friends via like just texting them and seeing how they doing not just hitting them up on like a group chat like to spend funny stuff or you know just random little acts on instagram where you like tag them and something you know that's not really communicating with your friends right but i tend to do that a lot. i tend to think that if we're in a group chat together and i send or respond to something that that counts as yo i, I checked in with my homeboys and especially with everything going on you know and not just my homeboys too my homegirls my family everybody right you want to check in on your people and with everything going on, I just feel like it was important to reach out to my homeboys and just, you know, make sure they was good, man. Because sometimes as men, we don't always feel like we have like a homie to go to to just be like, yo, I'm actually not good, man. I'm glad you hit me up. I need to vent about something. So I've been reaching out to my friends, right? I've been trying to connect with them more and just see how they're doing, see how they're feeling. And something that came up a lot, like a common theme in all of the conversations we had, even though all my friends are in different parts of their lives, all of my friends are in different careers and, you know, but they're all progressing. We're all getting older. We're all progressing through life and, and dealing with the things that life throws at us. So this word patience continued to come up when I was talking to them. Patience about a job, patience about a relationship, patience about a move, patience about what's coming next, you know, patience, patience, patience with buying a home, with certain financial things, with stocks. This word patience just kept coming up and it made me want to talk to y'all about it. And the reason was because of what Deontay actually spoke about. A lot of times we're in a rush to get through life, right? We want to get on to the next step. You know, when we're teenagers, we can't wait till we're 25 because we can get a rental car, right? We can't wait to get older, right? When we're 18, we can't wait to turn 21 because we can drink. You know, then after 25, oh man, when we hit 30, that's a big milestone. You know, we're constantly looking towards the future. Because when we hit 30, we're going to have all this money, right? We're going to have all this money. We're going to be able to do all the things we want to do. So we're constantly looking towards the future. And a lot of times, that causes us to be impatient. That causes us to question the path and question the journey and wonder, why am I not where I should be? Where am I not where I've always dreamed I would be? It should happen now. It should have happened by now. Is it ever going to happen? And a lot of times we're asking ourselves these questions. I'm talking about my peers who are in the 22 to 30 range, right? Very, very young. We're all very, very young. Our whole lives are ahead of us. We really haven't even experienced life yet. But that age group, because of the way the world is, because of media, because of social media, because of whatever, or maybe it's the way we were raised, we're constantly thinking about what we do not have, what we're striving to get, what we're working towards. And there's nothing wrong with that because I do believe manifestation is real. And I do believe if you're constantly talking and thinking about your dreams, that they will manifest and happen. But you have to understand that to every blessing, to every accomplishment, there has to be a journey. Last episode, we talked about struggle. We talked about continuing to fight. That's why I told y'all continue to fight. That's a part of patience. Because having that patience, being able to ride these waves out 
and follow this journey because bro believe believe it or not and Deontay was a testament to it as well our journeys aren't already decided for us we just have to walk within our purpose what did Deontay tell y'all man I worked hard I focused on this I didn't focus on oh what I what I was missing out on I focused on what I could do to get better to deserve this blessing you know how much humbleness that takes you know how much self-awareness that takes ladies and gentlemen that kind of patience is what's going to get you through to that next blessing because you can't rush the process too many times we try to rush the process we try to take the easy way we try to take a shortcut we try to take this turn because it might get us there a little faster but a lot of times all that does is make us have to start all over again and circle back around and this is coming from somebody that has tried to rush the process a time or two. That is still waiting to accomplish certain things that I set out to do many years ago. But one thing I've learned, especially lately, is that you have to be patient with this life thing, ladies and gentlemen. You have to be patient. Because rushing the process could ruin everything. But we've seen what being patient can do. Deontay Smith is a living testament of what being patient can do for you. That's why I have people on the show to talk to y'all. That's why I tell these stories. It's because this, this is real life stuff. This isn't CNN. This isn't social media. This isn't Twitter. This isn't IG. This is real life. And this is happening to people all around the world from all type of different demographics, from all type of different colleges, from all type of different backgrounds, people. So use these real life people. Use these real life stories and scenarios and adopt them to your life. And know that if you're patient, these blessings will come too. And I guarantee you when them blessings come, I'll be calling you on the Out of Character Podcast, asking you to jump on because I will be celebrating your accomplishments. Man, I love hearing my homies happy. I love hearing my family feeling blessed. It's a beautiful thing, especially in these times, man, with everything that's going on, with all the sadness, with all the death, with all the loss, with all the heartbreak that has happened, especially because it seems like it's just piling on this year. Ladies and gentlemen, I love hearing my people happy. I love seeing blessings bestowed upon my black and brown people because I do believe we are God's people and I do believe we deserve it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 20 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, and I'm so happy to be your host, man. I cannot explain it enough. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. I love you for listening. Thank y'all so much for being here with us. Thank y'all so much for allowing me to continue to do this, man. 20 episodes, ladies and gentlemen, 20 episodes. What a blessing that is in itself, man. I'm just, I'm so appreciative of being able to do this with you guys every single week. Being able to get feedback about the show, people hitting me up about it, people making jokes about it. Man, it's always so much fun. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, know that I love and appreciate every last one of y'all. And as always, God bless.